0: Where are you going with the weird news today? All right. A a phone store employee in Utah faces charges after police say he stole a woman's explicit photos. Uh, Roosevelt police say 33-year-old Marvin Herrera helped to change the victim's phones at an AT&T store on Monday, temporarily giving him access to her Apple and iCloud so he could move the data. A woman realized later that Herrera had kept access to the iCloud and accessed ex- explicit pictures that she had taken, police placed the suspect in custody. Um, well, two things, you know. Guy obviously shouldn't have done that. Right. Perv. Yeah. Uh, secondly, how many times have we told you about taking <laughs> explicit pictures? <laughs> they're never
1: safe. Yeah. Yeah, they're never going to be safe. <laughs> Somebody will hack you
0: sooner or later. Later. You know what you need? Like I've said, Dan, just a good old Polaroid that you can just stick in your drawer. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: somebody will get that and scan it, and it'll be all (laughs) over the Internet. (laughs) Uh, A dad in Washington State under arrest. Now, we get these stories once in a while, but this one seems (laughs) egregious. Shall we say that? Facing assault charges after he tacked a referee at a middle school basketball game. Because he called a foul on his son. Ah. Police say the 31 year old dad, who is not identified, went crazy after a foul was called on his son. As the referee tried to separate the players, his son fell to the floor. That's when the father ran onto the court and pushed one of the other referees from behind, sending him falling face first to the court. The 71-year-old referee, 71 year old referee. 71? Yeah. Suffered a broken nose and cheekbone. The father grabbed his son and stormed out of the gymnasium, but he was later arrested, charged with second-degree assault. He's out on bail, due back in court next month. Good. He deserved to be arrested. Exactly. (laughs) It's just the latest example of parents behaving badly at their kids' games. Um, Tennessee lawmaker named Jeremy Faison apologized earlier this week, acting like a fool. Evidently, he tried to pants a, a referee. That was a story
0: out of Tennessee, Tennessee early. Tennessee, yeah, I've got that one. Earlier, earlier this one. year, yeah. A Tennessee state lawmaker is now apologizing after he was kicked out of a high school basketball game this week. Representative Jerry Faison attended the game at Providence Academy in Johnson City, Tennessee, when he reportedly got mad at a referee and attempted to pull down the ref's pants. Stupid. Yeah, (laughs) just stupid. And of course, nowadays, it was all caught on video. Now facing the chairman of the House Republican Caucus in Tennessee, has apologizing, saying he, quote-unquote, acted like a fool and lost his temper, he added his behavior was not Christian and not mature. (laughs) Nothing new
1: there. (laughs) I think we all knew... What kind of behavior it was.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, he did act like a fool. He Man. was not mature. Um, he, listen, in both these stories with referees, I mean, if you can't watch your kid play without getting mad at the referee, then don't go to the games. You should probably not be there, right? I've, I've said it a million times. Do you really think the referee has an agenda? You know who I'm out to get today? I am out to get Providence Academy in Johnson City, Tennessee. <laughs> Right. Uh It's crazy, isn't it?
1: And the thing is, you do get pretty emotionally involved in games. Yeah, you You know, you're there, you're cheering on. Yes. No. Oh, you know, you're feeling everything that's happening on the court. Yeah. But you can't get involved with the referees
0: for crying out loud. You can disagree and go, "Ah, oh, that was a terrible call or whatever, yeah, uh, I mean lots, every fan probably does that, <laughs> probably a time or two. probably booed
1: some referee somewhere along the line, but yeah, don't call them names,
0: don't never go on the court don't don't get on the court, don't get on the field, they can tee you up too in games, I mean, if you use abusive language or something, a referee can just go technical yeah. foul
1: technical foul, and that hurts your team, mhm-, yeah. See if, see if the coach really likes you after the game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Here's a technical glitch making some Hondas, uh, show the wrong year, evidently. People driving Hondas released from two, 2004 to 2012 are dealing with a technical glitch that, that makes the clocks in their cars show the current year is 2002. That's a glitch. I hadn't heard this. Mm-hmm. It seems to only happen to models equipped with navigation systems. But uh, evidently, the 2022 is getting confused with tw- 2002. Honda says there won't be a fix until August of 2022. When the clocks were will auto-correct, it says here, users uh, who have attempted to reset the clock manually say it just freezes, and they can't change it. It's just one of those things. Yeah, it's a little oops somewhere in the programming on the clock. For uh, Hondas right now, for those years, 2004 to 2012. So if you see it on your dash, you just have to ignore that fact. And you have to know, I guess, that it's. You should know
0: it's 20 2022. 2022. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mackie, what is
0: happening in the weird news this morning? All right. Uh, dozens of people were rescued after getting stranded on a floating chunk of ice in Green Bay. Wow. The uh, Brown County Sheriff's Office received a reported. Uh, Take two? Received and reported that a large slab of ice had broken off the shoreline and over 30 people were stranded on it. In less than two hours, people were rescued, so that's good. Law enforcement said that the breakage was likely caused by a barge that had come through the area. Uh, Witnesses described the sound of the breaking ice as as loud as gunfire. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When it broke loose.
1: Can you imagine? That's a pretty big chunk of ice. 30 people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, goodness. So that's actually in Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. Scary. <laughs> but it just goes with this, with this winter so far, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does. It's just
0: everything's a little bit uh, uncertain, it seems like. You know, they probably, you know, they break loose and... Uh, they think you know possibly the end is near, and they all go, "Gosh, I love the Packers."
1: <laughs> uh, talking about what they love in life, yeah, yeah, in those last moments, <laughs> <they> flash by. <laughs> Stealing from a store that uh, you're hoping to hire you is the wrong way to go to get a job, Mackie. Maybe this guy hadn't learned that lesson yet, but a 29-year-old Jacob McFarland was arrested for stealing about $350 worth of sex toys from Adult World in Philadelphia. Okay. When an employee confronted him, he threatened to stab the man and left with the merchandise. So, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to kill you." Yeah, take it. Uh the employee called police was able to give him the uh, give the uh, the thief's name because just one week earlier, McFarland walked into the store and applied for a job. <laughs> smooth move uh mcfarland was captured at a nearby hotel and arrested for robbery and making terroristic threats
0: you know, Threatened him with a knife right i'll say uh, oreo is taking over the last standing blockbuster store in bend oregon of course it stayed the only one for a while as a blockbuster a New Jersey-based cookie company is marking the occasion by surprising shoppers with Oreo Cakester-themed movie posters and free samples of Oreo Cakesters, which are being delivered in retro VHS-inspired packaging. That's kind of cool. Company says loyalists have been waiting for Cakesters to return. Cakesters were first introduced in 2007. The Oreo Cakesters, but they're still, the Cakester is there, but there's still, there's still videos at the store? I guess. It's got to be a a tourist spot. Blockbuster used to be one of these in every town in America, son.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Fireworks plus drunk people equal no good. Uh, A man in Russia caught on his security camera lighting fireworks inside his apartment New Year's Eve. So, yeah, inside the apartment. What makes you say, you know what, I think I'll shoot off fireworks inside my apartment? The drunk might have been part of the equation. <laughs> Reasoning's gone out the window. Yeah. After several attempts, he manages to light the fuse before nonchalantly then picking up the box, intending to take them outside. Ah. The box begins to explode as he leaves the room before the video cuts to a shot of him putting the box down outside and walking away casually. <laughs> Uh, Russian
0: police are said to be investigating the incident. Well, it proves the old Russian adage. You know, in Russia, you not get fireworks. In Russia, fireworks get you. (laughs) It works for everything. All right, Mackie, what do you have
1: in your uh, weird news today?
0: Uh, Police in Texas say they've caught an animal not uh, normally found. In Texas, but usually found in the land down under. Ah. Recently, the Hidalgo County Sheriff's Office took to Facebook to uh, say a loose kangaroo was caught in the town of Mercedes. Seems like it should be a kangaroo on the loose. A loose kangaroo is a kind of an insult. <laughs> a loose kangaroo yeah. maybe insinuates
1: he's been smoking something.
0: Yeah, the loose kangaroo out looking for some, you know, looking for some action. Uh huh yeah yeah <laughs> the animal was apparently a pet and was reported to have escaped we get probably a kangaroo escape what once every four months or something
1: that and big cats it seems like yeah. there's been the theme lately in the united states somebody lost their big cat and it's in the neighborhood somewhere
0: you think people know that a kangaroo can pretty much jump over a fence if he wants to <laughs> yeah I
1: wondered how it got out right uh, well the fence wasn't high enough that's
0: how it got out once caught, the marsupial was returned to its owner. There were no injuries or property damage, so that's good. It's unclear how the kangaroo got loose. Jumped over the fence, I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, what they needed to do there was tie me kangaroo down, mate. taunt me kangaroo down. <laughs> sure, then if they tied him down, then it sure. would be a different deal. Yeah.
1: Uh, Minnesota man. Right here in our home state. Arrested after cops found a bag of methamphetamine in his sweatpants. In the pocket of his sweatpants. Oh, boy. Tried to get out of trouble by denying ownership of the drugs and denying ownership of the sweatpants. These aren't my sweatpants. (laughs) 37-year-old Brandon Kihak searched during a traffic stop found in possession of meth. Immediately told officers it wasn't his. He then gave the name of someone he insists was the true owner of the sweatpants. But the arresting officer noted in his report that Kayak is 5'11", was wearing pants he claimed belonged to someone who's just over four feet tall. Ah. Kayak charged with narcotics possession in the case. These are not that guy's sweatpants. Right.
0: How did these get on me? He's too short for your pants. How did did these get on me? A Maryland man is waking up with a new heart thanks to an unlikely donor. Dave Bennett is the first person to receive a gene-edited pig heart as part of an organ donation. Oh, interesting. Amazing. Wow. Bennett underwent the surgery at the University of Maryland Medical Center in hopes that he would uh, make it home to his duplex and his dog. He got the new heart after a nine-hour surgery that placed the organ from the one-year-old 240-pound gene-edited pig that was bred specifically for organ donation. No kidding. Weird. How do they do that? And it's amazing the stuff they're coming up with. Marks the beginning of a potential breakthrough in modern medicine. Over 100,000 people sit on transplant wait lists in the United States, or I guess probably worldwide. Maybe that's just the United States. Yeah. Well, we'll see if there's any side effects. So far, it just guy, guy just has a craving for truffles is all. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, well,
1: that's pretty cool. I mean, they keep uh, working on this stuff and genetically altered on purpose so that they can harvest the heart, use
0: the the organs, the wow. organs.
1: Well, uh, there's probably a few real estate gurus listening this morning, Mackie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Seemingly innocent house that's in a quiet cul-de-sac. Went on sale in Indianapolis and Indiana. But the house, which is listed for eight hundred grand, has a little secret. Ah. Besides its large swimming pool, deck, grand dining room. Also has a makeshift strip club in the basement. Oh, there you go. Yeah, complete with a stage, stripper pole, disco ball, mm-hmm. large bar area. People on social media noticed that. With one writing, business in front, party in the back. Ah, there you go. <laughs> one other catch on this deal is the house is painted all black. Okay. So, you know, paint jobs maybe going to be necessary. But hey, you know, maybe you want to keep it black if you're just uh, operating a strip club down in the basement.
0: You're probably touring the upstairs and you go, what's that music? And it's like. <laughs> Where are you going with the uh, the weird news today? All right. Well, this one's a would be a surprise. Certainly, a moose in Colorado is safe after being rescued from the basement of a Breckenridge home. A moose? Yeah. Colorado Parks and Wildlife say it happened on Monday when the animal was grazing nearby. We had this why why animals roam. There you go. <laughs> had this yesterday. Yeah, we did. It was elk yesterday. It was a herd of elk. And why do they roam? They're grazing. Right. They and fell through a snow-covered window well. Oh, and, weird. And into the basement of the home. Holy cow. Wildlife officers were able to tranquilize the moose and cut off its antlers to prevent further damage because they had to guide it up the staircase. To and get him out, out of there. And outside antlers typically fall off this time of year and will grow back, back in the spring so it wasn't too much of a sacrifice but uh, you know can't you just picture like 8, 9 year old kid running up the steps uh, dad <laughs> dad dad
1: there's a moose in our basement there's a moose downstairs <laughs> what have you been playing too many video games why don't you go outside you once in back.
0: a while quit fooling around
1: <laughs> a moose in the basement that's got to be a first we've never had oh, that on the show before have we no
0: no not.
1: we've never had that one i don't think
0: and moose antlers wide enough where it couldn't get oh, up. oh man for sure yeah, yeah. yikes <laughs>
1: uh well people are trying to be happy these days mackey what's the sign of the times a yale university professor said her free online course on the science of living a happy life has seen enrollment spike by about 3,000% during the COVID-19 pandemic. Wow. Lori Santos, professor of psychology, started teaching the course March of 2018. The next semester, she made the class available for free via Coursera. That's course Coursera under the uh, title Science of Well-Being. She says the pandemic led to the course spiking 3,000% in popularity compared to 2019. So we started with 2019, then compare the data for 2020 and 2021, where we're in the middle of this hoo-ha. Right. The uh, 10-week course features science-based eliminations of well-being contrasted with common misconceptions about happiness. Students learn to develop and implement strategies to increase their own well-being and are given happiness-boosting challenges as homework. That's the homework. Okay. Okay, Here's what you're going to do this week to try to boost your own happiness. Pretty interesting concept. Right. And, of course, the young people in this country, that age group especially, they need it. They're full of anxiety and fear and... It's not cool. Right. Uh, so this is a good deal, but I'm. it's amazing what, uh, what Focus will do for you. 3,000% increase in the interest in the class about getting happy and well-being.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Yeah, they are. They're uh, deluged with 24-hour news, which that's, is a big part of the that's problem. That's part of the
1: problem. And the social media thing. We've talked about it over and over and over again on on the air how social media is taking people into a reality that's not true
0: all right what is going on now we had the moose there in colorado we had the elk and uh, we had the kangaroo yeah morning. we had a kangaroo too escaped kangaroo yeah now a father and son alpaca are headed back home after escaping and journeying through a california city <laughs> I like that it's a father and son outing. Father out.
1: and son, sure. Yeah, it's a dad and son outing. Let's go, kid. The pair with uh,
0: <laughs> are named Boogie and Woogie.
1: Oh, really? Woogie. Seriously? That's
0: what they name Which is awesome. Uh-huh. Wandered, uh huh. Wandered for over two hours through Oakland, California, a fairly busy city. Yeah? Including an underpass, uh, multiple residential streets... They were eventually captured by the California Highway Patrol and uh, returned to their owner. He says the animals escaped through a gate that was unlocked and evidently, um, you know, just wanted to roam.
1: Well, they did a little boogie-woogie and got yeah. out of there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, kind of, you know, they're kind of looking at each other, talking it over. You want a boogie-woogie? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Oakland. Yeah. A little day
1: day trip. <laughs> Uh, remember the Florida man who was arrested last summer for swinging an alligator around by its tail to teach it a lesson? You remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. Teach this alligator a lesson. He was uh, just in court to accept a plea deal to stay out of jail. Evidently, the 33-year-old William Hodge is accused of stealing a live alligator from a miniature golf course and swinging it around by its tail on the roof of a building. Woo <laughs> Uh, police watched him attempt to throw the reptile off of the roof, but he failed and then started stomping on it. It was approached by the police. He explained that he did it to teach it a lesson. Ah. Mm-hmm. Court, a ju- uh, court, a judge uh, agreed to keep him out of jail, but gave him probation and ordered him to undergo a mental evaluation. Okay. He's also barred from ever owning an animal or going anywhere near the miniature golf course again. So the... Uh Ruling finally came down on the guy. Not too pleased with his behavior. Yeah, yeah. He maybe needs a mental evaluation. Kind of like the how <laughs> he was kind of
0: like the hammer throw only uh, an yeah. alligator,
1: trying yeah. to do it with a small alligator. Yeah. Macky, where are you going with the weird news this morning?
0: Well, we got a lot of weird uh, records out there. Everybody wants to have a world record, you know. Here's one for you: an all electric Porsche. Started a trip in a mine in Michigan. Traveled all the way to the top of Pikes Peak in Colorado. So, the most
1: subterranean spot to the highest? Yeah. Kind of the the
0: journey there? World record for greatest altitude change while driving an electric car. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Good grief. (laughs) The German automaker says the... uh, take on Cross Turismo, started its trip nearly 1,800 feet below sea level in a mine in Michigan's uh, U, UP in, and the U there. And the UP? Yeah, up on the UP there in a mine underground then. It uh, used, uh, used a <laughs> ramp designed for mining equipment to get back to the surface, uh, then traveled across six states to get to Colorado. Once there, it headed up to the summit of Pikes Peak, setting the record for the largest altitude change ever accomplished by an electric car at nearly 15,900 feet. Okay. All told, uh, the trip with uh, nearly a a three-mile change in altitude took about 34 hours.
1: Okay. Did they have to stop to recharge the batteries?
0: Porsche breaks world record for greatest altitude change while driving an electric car. (laughs) <laughs> interesting
1: wow <laughs> go for the record on anything I guess I
0: guess so Yeah.
1: I uh, wonder what uh, was uh, the root of this whole story there's a a pair of Florida women arrested and a glittery attack on a man that was going to leave him or that did leave him very sparkly for quite a while he's, <laughs> he's going to be sparkly for a long time probably police in uh, Clearwater Florida Say the 29-year-old Sarah Franks and her 27-year-old roommate, Caitlin O'Donovan, showed up at the home of Jacob Cologne three in the morning, started arguing with him outside. According to police, the women attacked the man with containers of glitter and then busted their way into the apartment where they threw more containers of glitter on him. When they ran out of the glitter, Franks broke a window uh, the women fled the scene in a getaway car, evidently. Okay. Colon called the cops, identified his glittery aggressors. An hour later, officers arrived at their home and found their parked car, which had glitter all over it. Sure. And the women were arrested for burglary with assault and battery. So they must have taken something with them when they left, too, more than just glitter. Uh, Franks received an additional charge of criminal mischief, I suppose, for the broken window as well. What started that argument, and wow, what right. a thing to do. Yeah. I'm going to get revenge on you, and here's how it's going to work. Yeah. I'm going to dump glitter all over you and your apartment until you can't get rid of it. Right. <laughs> I guess that's it, huh? Wow.
0: No, isn't it kind of a... Uh, glitter attack. Yeah. You know, that then the, gr- the girls are going to get sentenced, you know, and, and they're going to say they, they put the girls in jail for two years, and he's going to go... Yeah. Yeah, but I still got glitter in all my crevices. (laughs) Still got it coming out of me. (laughs) A skyscraper-sized asteroid is on track to make a relatively close pass to Earth next week. According to NASA, it'll pass uh, 1.2 million miles and will be traveling about 43,000 miles an hour when it goes by. Should be close enough to observe uh, this coming Tuesday with a small telescope. Well, they've been closer than that. You can see a, see some of them with the naked eye for sure. But skyscraper size is probably a pretty good-sized a- asteroid. Yeah, I would think so. Probably do some, you got to get Bruce Willis and all <laughs> coming toward
1: Earth. Yeah, you don't really want that l- coming through the atmosphere. Whatever doesn't break up, landing on your house. So, uh, Some dogs can really look uh, alike. Uh, Taikisha cherry from virginia she took her 10 month old dog lucky to the groomers she picked up her pooch she snapped a photo with the dog and it the uh, dog looked highly suspicious (laughs) evidently Uh, cherry sent the photo to her boyfriend to try to figure out why her usually affectionate maltese poodle looked so shifty she also noticed that the dog was not responding to its name She realized, finally, that she had the wrong dog and raced back to the groomer to get the correct dog. Learned that the pooch she had taken was another Maltese poodle named Bentley. She got uh, lucky back without incident. She posted about the blunder on Facebook where it went viral and everybody's talking about it now. Pretty easy, I suppose, if the dogs are almost identical. Right. To get them confused and then... Why are you being so cold to me? Come on, Lucky. Come on, Lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you just call me by my name, Bentley, we'd have a good time together. I'm not feeling
0: that lucky. And by the way, my name is Bentley.
1: (laughs) Anticipation is building. The holidays are just around the corner, and at the Home Depot, we can't wait. With Black Friday savings all through November, you can count down to Christmas early with a Santa Countdown Inflatable Special Buy, only $69.98. Or anticipate when friends and family come to visit with an entrance full of LED lights that will welcome them and the holidays with open arms. Get the holiday magic started early. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.